Hello and welcome. My name is Sam and I'm an unapologetically positive, purple-loving, crazy guinea pig lady who loves to chat all things content marketing, social media and mindset. This is the Squeak and Shout show and here you'll be motivated to show up, take action and be confident in building and scaling the creative business of your dreams. I'm so excited you're here and I'm so grateful to be supporting you on your journey with every single episode. If you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's jump into this week's episode. Hello, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful you. How are you doing? Did you survive the Christmas chaos? That's my first question. Hopefully, by virtue of the fact that you're listening to this podcast, you did. And if so, give yourself a pat on the back because it is called Christmas chaos for a reason. It really is. It is the craziest time of year for those of us with a creative product-based business. No doubt about it, things get crazy. So give yourself a pat on the back, celebrate, you know, get the champagne out, get a cup of tea, put your feet up, have a bath, whatever it is that you want to do um, and just celebrate this year. I don't care if maybe you did a lot of things that didn't work well or if things weren't great. I just want you to celebrate the fact that it's ended, the fact that you've, you know, got to the end, you've done well um, and you've done any success and celebrate them all because like I say, it's crazy. So what I want to do today is because it's coming up, like I say, Christmas is gone. Like the last postage dates for me in the UK have gone. I've shipped all the orders. Um, I have physically kind of closed the shop to packing orders and things until the very end of the year. It's about the 30th I'm going to reopen. Um, and I'm just kind of basically going back and reviewing everything that is the Christmas chaos season. So the Christmas chaos is definitely like November and December for me, probably actually the end of November, December. Um, and what I like to do is whilst everything is still fresh in my mind, I go back, I review everything, evaluate everything and make myself a bit of a list so that next Christmas I haven't got to try and remember what happened. Um, I can set myself goals based on what I did last year um, as well as all the notes as to what worked well, what didn't work well, I have to hand um, and can easily either replicate the things that did go well or if I haven't already when doing my review um, come up with a way of doing things differently think about how I would do things differently. So what I want to actually do is kind of basically talk you through my review. Now I've only just started and um, I will be doing a lot more of an in-depth review over the coming days um, if not weeks. Um, but what I wanted to do is like I say just go through my mini review um, which gives you an idea of your review if you want to do one. Obviously I highly recommend you do. I personally find them really really helpful. This is how and I'll talk about this. This is how I managed to scale my business to what was Christmas last year which was epic then became my normal month and then obviously I have just had another epic Christmas which hopefully continues to be a normal month throughout 2020 but we will see because it was crazy so sanity reasons I'm not sure I want that many orders every month <laughs> but we will see um so yeah let's get into it let's do my review um and like I say make notes um as to what you want to look at, review, evaluate, make notes, um, and this hopefully will give you some inspiration for things. Now, obviously don't just do this in your head. Um, 
either do it digitally or in a paper version and put it somewhere safe so that you know where to come back to it next year because the whole purpose of doing this is to help future you when it comes to let's say August next year when you're starting to prep for Christmas hint hint that might be one of yours for this year when did you start prepping for Christmas and um, if you left it until November my advice would be make sure you do it earlier next year um, again, I learnt that from my experience the first Christmas that I did and I definitely started earlier this year. Um, but yeah, make a note, put it somewhere safe, whether it's digital or paper, um, so that you can grab it when you come to start working on Christmas next year. So, let's get started. So, like I say, this is only a mini review. I've got a lot more work to do, but I did have a good look over, over a few stats, put them on my Instagram stories, but obviously wanted to do even more depth on the podcast. Number of orders that I got over Christmas chaos period, 392. So it's no wonder that I am feeling tired because <laughs> that is a lot of orders. And then I even went further and I'm not sure this is an accurate number because like I said, I had to kind of um, figure it out in a, in a really quick way. But the number of products I sold was 675. Now, obviously, you're probably already going, wow, that is a lot of stuff. Now, I obviously have structured my business in such a way that I don't make all of my products. Some of them I outsource. Some of them I order in advance. Like I, because I know I get this number of sales, I am not physically making every product. I still do make or at least have some handmade element of the majority of my products. But I do not at this current level where I am. Do everything because as you can imagine 675 products is a lot and I am still a one woman show so hint hint think about when you're coming to next year if you want more orders how are you going to help yourself be able to do that without burning out that could be one of your things that you look at so let's so like I say 392 orders amazing definitely more than last year and 675 products definitely more than last year and I'm really happy with those numbers as well because that means like I had nearly 400 orders and I sold nearly 700 products that means that the majority of orders or at least half have had sort of two products per order which obviously is one way potentially to um, utilize Christmas in not just getting one product sold but you can sell more than one product per order so that's always something that I always think about in my um kind of marketing and analysis and a lot of like there's one type of product that you wouldn't necessarily buy with a lot of other products so there's probably actually maybe only 150 orders there who have ordered more than one product but that then means that they've ordered like two three maybe even four i can definitely think of orders where i had six or seven um so always think about this how are you helping people order more of your products so, so important. So what sold well and why? So it's not enough to say what just sold well. I've gone to the point of saying, why did it sell well? What did I physically do or what do I know happened that helped that product sell well? Again, don't just figure out what sold well, why? And this is the data element. This is gonna help you next year in terms of potentially bringing certain products back or thinking about new products that you're gonna add. So, so important. So what sold well and why for me? My Christmas cards. 
I sold double the amount of Christmas cards that I sold last year. So I sold about 180 last year. This year I sold 350 Christmas cards. That is ridiculous. <laughs> and why? Because I heavily promoted them. If you don't know the story of this, I ordered 400 Christmas cards this year. So actually I'm putting these in my like what didn't work well pile as well for other reasons. So I ordered 400 Christmas cards this year. That, like I say, I sold 180 last year. So that was my push. I really, really wanted to up the number of sales of Christmas cards. And I didn't sell 50, but that's okay. But the side of the story is I didn't, I ordered 400, but I actually got sent 800. So realistically, that's why it's also on my didn't sell list because I didn't sell them all. Like for me, obviously as a somewhat perfectionist and with mild OCD tendencies, I don't want Christmas cards in my office for the next 12 months, but it's not 12 months, it's nine months, positive thinking. Um, and also I'm positive thinking in the sense of I don't have to necessarily design Christmas cards next year. Win-win. So I'm putting them in my sold well, like I say, 350 Christmas cards, that is epic. Um, and it, the reason was because again, I had 800 to sell, I heavily promoted them. So I know if I heavily promote something or keep promoting something, it's going to sell well. I say this all the time, but I'm giving you evidence as to now why you consi should consistently promote your products. <laughs> um, what else uh, like sold well and why? Not necessarily a product, but my Black Friday weekend sale was epic. It was absolutely amazing. I didn't, I haven't actually written down the number of orders, but I easily got over like a hundred orders just in that four days, four or five days, I think it was, over a hundred orders, which is just, like I say, I think I spent three days getting everything out. Um, and also I only offered 10% off most of the products with only a few products, 25% off. So I didn't even have a huge discount. It was kind of a standard discount. Um, I just had a few products such as the Christmas cards that were 25% off. Should also note that I didn't, um, that's the only sale that I had over Christmas. Um, yeah, it is. That is the only sale I had over Christmas. So all my products were full price, except for that weekend. So that's obviously why I got a lot of sales. Um, and also, if you've been around for in my community for a while, you'll know that I gave out a freebie of kind of um, my Black Friday strategy or what I would recommend for you as your Black Friday strategy. I followed that and that is why that sale was epic. It's the launch strategy that I use for sales, promotions, new products. Um, and I find it is just perfection like it's something for me that I just do on automation now um so that black that freebie isn't available anymore I'll probably bring it back next year um but if you have that and didn't use it put that in your like next year pile because I'm telling you I gave that out and honestly that shouldn't have been a freebie I should have paid like ch charged you for that um but I'm here to help you so I always will um but yeah if you follow that it works that's why I give it out so next thing um, certain designs of mine, so if you don't know, uh, my product-based business has kind of um, a variety of different products, like I have some healthy treats for guinea pigs, um, I have designs on clothing for like the owners, then I have the greeting card stickers, like there's a lot of like art elements and designs. Now again, I don't make those myself, I outsource that, I work with, a, I commission and work with a very talented artist and she makes everything based on my ideas and that and brings them to life. So that's another element that I do outsource. Know your strengths and weaknesses, people. Know your strengths and weaknesses. Um, 
and certain designs sold better than others so what and this will be what i need to sit and think about a little bit more is why did x design do better than other design now there's obviously no real data on this except for if i promoted something more then maybe i did something else um it's a lot more of going with your gut now I know that certain things, again, I promoted certain things more than others, which is probably why they sold more, um, as well as maybe some designs were more generic and maybe not as Christmassy, which again, although they were in my Christmas launch, maybe because they weren't Christmassy is why they sold, because obviously you can wear something all year round then. So always think about these things. It's so, so important. Next one. What didn't sell well? And again, why? For me, it was stickers. I sold a lot of stickers. However, I think I definitely sold more stickers last year um, and I probably didn't sell as many stickers as I thought I would. Um, and why? Because I didn't promote them very much at all. You don't know. Stickers, I, I handmake all the stickers. Well, I don't handmake them. My silhouette does the stickers. But there is a lot of me involved in them. So there's something that I don't necessarily promote as much because they are a lot more labour intensive. They're obviously cheaper, so I don't make as much money. So it's not something that I actively promote as much. So people didn't know about them. That's why they didn't sell as much. Am I necessarily disappointed in that? No, because like I said, I had a lot of stuff going on, a lot of products to ship out and that. Should I or could I have potentially cut more stickers? I cut a lot. <laughs> It's something that I don't, I don't necessarily enjoy. So I obviously didn't promote it. So do I want to still, this is something for me in terms of 2020, do I still want to sell stickers? Do I want to thin down the number of stickers I have? Do I want to see if there's a different way of doing stickers? These are all things to think about when you're reviewing every month. This shouldn't just be for Christmas. Every month you should be doing this. So going into what worked well now, this is more like your marketing strategy, maybe kind of like your, order processing, maybe it's like your inventory management, like this is like the non-actual product things now that I kind of think about. What worked well? I had touch points galore, which if you don't know about, go back and listen to episode four of the podcast. I talk all about touch points. My touch points at this time of year, because of all the work that I've done throughout the year and continue to do, um, are there working for me they're bringing new people into my business every day they're bringing new people to my shop every day and so i'm getting new people in seeing new things they're ordering new things it's just great so my touch points with pardon the pun are on point <laughs> um if you don't know i have a podcast which obviously is um in terms of seo like it's shared on facebook it's shared everywhere so i have a podcast not this one, I have another one. <laughs> um, I have a YouTube channel. So all those YouTube videos are working as like individual touch points. They're also working for SEO, like everything like this. And then obviously my Instagram, Facebook, and even my email list. So this, not necessarily Christmas, but certainly the last three months of the year, maybe four, I think three though. The last three months of 2019, I tripled my email list. Tripled my email list. Let me say that again. I tripled my email list. So one, you should have an email list and two, utilize, you know, how are you getting people to sign up to your email list? Because I love podcasts, I love the YouTube, I love Instagram, I love Facebook. I have so much content on, on out there on all of those and they work amazing. Side note, also look at your analytics as to which is working best. 
especially if you're thinking do i want to continue doing this do i want to continue doing that and um, where do i want to put more effort in where do i not look at the amount of visitors you know potential orders all these sorts of things um, but the most important reason for having an email list is you own your email list. You do not own your podcast, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. They could go tomorrow. Facebook could, could decide in one fell swoop that they're going out of business. So I should just say, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but they could. And that would mean Facebook, Instagram would go like instantaneously overnight. They would be gone. So email lists are the only thing that you control. And so ideally, as much as it's great to have, like I've got, what, four, four and a half thousand people on Instagram. My email list is not that big. Four and a half thousand people on Instagram. I try and funnel in as many people from my Instagram into my email list, just in case. Also, like email lists are just a waste of time. So those touch points, like I say, I really, really amped up um, and we're working well on those and they've been doing the jobs for me. Like These are like my little minions doing all the work for me so that I can just concentrate on packing orders um, and they're bringing in all the lovely piggy people and buyers to my shop. Then, keep the, the last one, which is what worked well, it's not the last one, I've got so many others, but like I say, I did a really, really quick review. Um, need to do more. <laughs> what worked well? Keeping consistent and ensuring momentum in my business by continually having lots of mini launches. So I did a big launch um, back in the middle of October. I think that was the right time. I'm not sure I would want to bring that forward. Um, of my Christmas cards, my Christmas stickers and the majority of clothing mugs, like all the other things that I do. So I did have a big launch mid-October of the Christmas collection. What I did do though, is I had, I think two or three other mini launches. So I launched kids clothes, which I hadn't done before. So that was another launch. Um, I'm trying to think back to everything I did now. Oh, I'm sure there was another one. I've done at least two or three. But this is, this is the Christmas chaos season. Now. So I need to go back and have a proper look. So I at least did two other mini launches, at least. I mean, I had others planned and I just had, was so busy, I just couldn't do them. So that's obviously a do things differently. <laughs> so by having constant fresh new things, um, constantly launching, constantly having excitement around what was going on, that helps sell. Having excitement helps sell. This is the whole reason launch strategies work. So. Now let's get into the lessons learnt or things I do differently, kind of all together. So first one, obviously I've got Christmas cards. I ordered 400, technically I only sold 350. I'm still taking that as massive success because like I say, I only sold 180 last year. So even going ordering 400 was a stretch for me. Um, however, I did receive 800. So obviously I have, what's that? I can't even do the maths today. 450 left. I'm not worried. I'm going to sell those next year. It's going to be no stress off my back. It's going to actually make next year a lot easier for me. So one thing I did do is I did not sell off my Christmas cards cheap. Um, by having 800, I may have been, and I kept getting told by people who like to give you opinions on your business, even though they don't run their own business, of people going, oh, well, if you sold them cheaper, you'd sell more and blah, blah, blah. And I have a brand, I have authority, I have 
um, you know, longevity in mind and sustainability. And for me, I am not going to ever devalue the price of my products because I know the value of my products. I know the quality. I know that they're unique. They can't be got on anywhere else. They are made specifically for guinea pig lovers. So I am never, ever going to sell my items off cheap. So my, my, my Christmas card bundles, if you want to know, for five cards were £12. Um, and individual cards were £2.50 and then obviously both had postage on top. So those are not the cheapest Christmas cards. However, still sold £350. <laughs> so what did I do? Um, obviously what worked well was I created a bundle, which obviously was cheaper. So £2.50 times five is obviously not £12. It's £12.50 isn't it? So I only discounted it by 50p um, and still sold a lot of bundles and um, I sold them individually which obviously gave me more flexibility um, and I had quite a few that did buy them individually as well. Obviously had the Black Friday sale. I did sell the Christmas cards at 25% off then. That was the only offer that I had um, and obviously realistically um, that then really is the last time that I personally would want to buy Christmas cards. Lots of people buy them after that but that was my like try and sell more opportunities so I did discount them 25% off then um but like I say they are not the cheapest Christmas cards so that's fine also like I say received a lot more so the unit per each is also a lot cheaper so um and then obviously I had a special launch offer so I think for the first week back in October um if you bought the bundle you had a free sticker set which again sold a lot during then so always think about ways that you can launch things um, use incentives, create different, like the same product in different ways. Really, really important. That's how I sell, sell a lot. But like I say, I'm not taking this as a negative. Yes, I have 450 sat in the house all year. They don't take up that much space, really. So it's fine. I can put them on the top of a shelf and forget about them. Not so much that I forget where they are, because obviously I need them for next year. Um, but really, like, it's no stress off my back. I'm actually taking it as a positive that next year I have five designs I have them in stock I can sell them whenever I'm ready to sell them and um, I might even on certain marketplaces and things upload them early so that anyone thinking about Christmas maybe at the end of the summer can buy them Um, haven't thought that one through yet but we'll think Um, what I will probably do though just because I like to th keep things fresh again you're always thinking about excitement and whatnot I will probably add and create a new sixth card so the, there'll be the five cards that were there this year, which all but one were new this year. So again, I brought one back from last year and I had four new designs. So they weren't even all new this year. Um, but what I will probably do is design one more card and then add that next year. So it'll be like a six card set next year. Um, so again, something just seems new. Those who bought it last year, like obviously they want to buy it this year because it's got the new card in it. Like there's just reasons why people would order it again, get excited, that sort of thing. Always think about these things. Um, what else kind of did I learn lessons from or would I do differently? Um, I kept a lot of my marketing very, very simple, except I tried something rather unusual this year. It was very much, I just wanted to see if it would work. It wasn't going to be super, super expensive. Um, should just say I don't do any ads I think the only ad I did this year was when it was Black Friday and um, just because obviously it's a really good way for um, people who maybe don't see you as much and know you have a sale on like they might be tempted to buy like the more price sensitive people so I did have a small ad on Instagram when I did the Black Friday sale didn't back it with much maybe like 10 quid um 
I don't know if it worked or not. Don't really like Instagram for that. But um, it was just, again, just good promotion. And that's what sort of thing. Definitely got some followers from it, I think. Um, so I don't do a lot of ads. I don't find them worth it. Um, I much rather would do more effort-based marketing and things, which obviously, you know, is a skill of mine. <laughs> um, but one thing I did want to try was something that I had an idea for throughout the year and just never got around to it, to be honest. So I thought Christmas time would be a good time to do it, to try it. Um, and it was basically contacting guinea pig rescues um, to utilise their their audiences. So whether they have a Facebook page or an Instagram or they have whatever it is. Um, and I had, I think I had about a list of six. Obviously, there are so many more. But I specifically looked at which six were in parallel to my brand. They communicated the same values. Obviously, one one was even the rescue that I am a volunteer at because obviously I want to support them and continue to support them. Um, and I obviously contacted ones who potentially had a big audience. So what I actually tried was creating a special coupon code for them. So not only was I going to pay them to promote this graphic, which was basically like an overview of my shop, and um, this is what is sold. And then the offer was if their audience used this special coupon code, which again was a coupon code per rescue so that I could evaluate what was going on, um, 10% of every order would be donated to that rescue. So again, if people are following that rescue, they want to support that rescue, what they could do is get something for themselves, maybe for Christmas, um, and actually it would be like part of it would be donated to the rescue. So I thought it was a really good idea. So I had it lined up that obviously for posting the um, information, I was going to pay them five pounds. You know, obviously I don't want them to go away with nothing. I do want to support them as a rescue. So for promoting the um, graphic, I would pay £5 and then they would get 10% of every order using their unique coupon. Um, like I say, contacted six. Unfortunately, two never responded to me, despite my many attempts. Just, I really struggle with that. At least just come back and say no, but, you know, it's fine. Um, and then, so I had four in the end take part, I think. It might have been three. I think it was four. Um all very very good however only had five orders from those four rescues bearing in mind in the combined kind of um social media presence they have about thirty thousand people following them so the lesson i learned was obviously great you know it's no water off my back obviously i probably spent maybe 40 pounds in total like with the upfront payment and the orders and stuff um you know 40 pounds is nothing just something um so i think what i learned from this was it wasn't necessarily a bad way to do things i think i've told you a lot about influence marketing i love influence marketing this is a weird way of influence marketing but i guess it still is influence marketing um but what i found is like a lot of things you're relying on others to do things right and in my whole this is what i would like to do blah 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 I even had something which is if you share this more, not everyone sees your posts. Like I tell you this all the time. Not everyone sees every every one of your posts. So if you share something more than once, more people will see it and potentially respond to it. So obviously I was relying on the rescues, even though I'd asked them to and explained why they should um, promote things 
more than once. Now, One Rescue definitely promoted it at least three times. I think all the others promoted it once. So I'm not surprised that there was only five orders that came in because it was only promoted once on the majority of them. Um, so let my lesson learned was it's not necessarily a bad tactic. It's just maybe the it might be a different way to try things. So I've even gone down the route before of rescues. I've offered a discounted, almost like wholesale, like I've offered some products at a very cheap price and for them to sell it on. So I'm still making a profit, getting awareness out and then they're making profit on reselling them. Um, I left it too late to do that last, this year, to be honest. Um, and based on the communication that I had with some rescues, um, I'm not sure that they would be interested. I think mindset, time, all this sort of thing. So I don't, I'm not rolling out that again in the future. Just this year, it didn't quite work that well. But like I say, I am willing to take risks and try things and always see if there are things that I don't don't know about or want to try that might lead me to epic sales. So obviously only got five orders, but who's to say I don't have 20 more people following me on Instagram or Facebook or four people extra on my email list. Like I obviously don't track things like that. Like all I could track was the coupon code. So I'm not saying that it was a bust. I'm just saying that it didn't maybe reach the expectations that I had for it. Um, also, side note, I also donated more than the commission for those rescues because that's part of my values and that. So all the rescues, I think, were really, really happy that they took part. The last one, lesson learned or do differently. I had the ambitious plan of doing two YouTube videos a week in December on my Popcorn and Piggy channel. As well as, obviously, I put videos every week on my Piggy Shout channel. Um, like I say, very, very ambitious. I don't think the actual plan of doing two videos a week was bad. The whole plan was, again, to ramp up, to get people to know me, get have more touch points that people could be reminded about me, reminded about the shop, um, and potentially order. My problem was I left it too late um, to prepare videos, to film videos, to edit them, um, schedule them. Like, I just left it too late. So I was trying to do this all in amongst the chaos that is... Black Friday and all the rest of it. So if I was to do it again, which I think I will, because um, I, I the idea is good, it's just bringing it to a fruition. I need to get on top of that earlier. I need to be thinking about filming and things probably in October and November in order to have them scheduled so I don't have to do them when the December chaos hits. So always think about these things. <laughs> Um, there was another one. What was the other one? Oh, the other thing that I need to do differently next year is to get my Christmas decorations down from the loft earlier. Now, what I'm actually going to do is I'm not going to get my Christmas decorations down from the loft earlier. I'm going to have a secret stash in my office of a few Christmas decorations so that I can do Instagram content and um, like Etsy photo, listing photos, that all that sort of thing again earlier because... I only got my Christmas decorations down in the middle of December this year. Um, again, just too busy to even think about it. So I need to have a secret stash of Christmas decorations in terms of content. Now, luckily, I had a few things like last year that I could use and whatnot, or I just didn't Christmasify things. Christmasify, I'm making that a word. Um, but yeah, I, I highly recommend that. I thought of that, and I think that's a really good one, is just have a few Christmas decorations put in a drawer, for safekeeping so that again you can be prepared and pre-think some of your Etsy listings Instagram content 
that is definitely a big one that I have on my list. So I've been rambling for 30 minutes. I hope this has been interesting into like a look behind the scenes of my Christmas chaos period and um, what went well, what didn't went well, like what I always obviously take the positives from everything. I never see anything as a failure. Um, it's always lessons to be learned as opposed to I failed because I don't fail. Um, uh, but yeah, so I welcome you to do a similar review. Like I say, how many orders did you get? How many products did you sell? Obviously, if products are the same as orders, you'll want to think about what can I do differently next year to help people buy more than one product? Um, what sold well and why? Most importantly, why? Um, what didn't sell well? Oh, what didn't sell well and why? And again, base this on actual information. Don't guess, don't assume. What do you know to be true? So for instance, did you promote something? Did you not promote something? Now, obviously there is a little bit of assumption there because you're assuming that because you promoted it, it sold, but that is a kind of logical assumption. It's not a nobody wanted the product because you don't know that. So always find a reason why, but have a logical reason why. And then look at your bigger strategy and what worked and what didn't, because again, no, there's no failures, but what are you going to do the same next year? What worked really well and what didn't work well and maybe have ideas as to what you might do differently. Because the aim of all this is when it gets busy come next Christmas, because it always does, is how are you going to help yourself? If you are right now at the end of December, after all Christmas is done, feeling very burnt out, stressed, tired, maybe you're just like, I need a break. How are you going to help yourself next year to not feel the same because you can absolutely not help yourself and not feel the same you are in control of how you feel and it is again if you feel like burnt out tired and that there is a potentially i know from my own experience right now like i've given you all the details i need to be a lot more prepared next year in order to further help myself not feel as potentially tired or stressed in the really really peak seasons like black friday and that um, I did a lot this year, but I know I need to do even more because my business has now up leveled in a year so much that I need to now potentially be thinking about having help or having more systems or outsourcing more of my business. Think of all these things. Now, you're, you're, you may or may not be at the level, but don't let that affect you. What worked well, what didn't, what can you help yourself with next year? Maybe it's starting earlier, maybe it's actually thinking about your marketing more. Definitely make your list. Your future self will thank you for it. And next year you'll be like, well done, past Sam. I'm loving the fact that you wrote this list because it means I'm in August. I can get going. I can pre-plan on my Instagram. I can, you know, whatever it is, you will thank yourself. <laughs> um, so a little bit rambly, but hopefully you took a lot from this episode. Um, I will be back obviously next week for another one. And yeah, if you're not already, follow me on Instagram at squeak and shout. And as usual, I'm in all the usual places. All the links will be in the show notes. And yeah, I would love to, if you want to, DM me or screenshot me in this podcast and let me know a few other things that you learned. What would you do the same? What would you do differently? How did much did you sell? Did you you know, and why? What was your best seller? Let me know. I would love to make this very, very interactive. And of course, I'll share it on my stories and people will come and follow you. So thank you very much indeed. And yeah, see you next week. Bye.